What's up, everybody? This is Marshall Couture, also known as Plex in hip hop circles. And you're listening to the Escape Artist Podcast, hosted by DonkeyJawProjects.com. Hee haw. <laughs> I should put a stupid sound effect in there <laughs> for donkeys, Donkey Jaw Projects. Um. So, anyways, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> uh, usually, I try to get these uploaded by Monday. It's Monday, <laughs> and I hadn't had a good chance to record anything, or when I did, I didn't really know what to talk about. Um, so, you know, <laughs> kind of ended up wait until the last minute, a bunch of things got changed, switched up with my weekend too, so, you know, I wasn't able to record it then, um, so, here it is Monday, and gotta record, do something, come up with something to talk about, right, (laughs) and I guess this is gonna be more of, like, one of those update episodes, which, uh, haven't had in a while, I guess, I've been kind of jumping back and forth from topic to interview to topic to interview and so I guess this is a it's okay to put one of these in here once in a while (laughs) I try to come with come with a topic lately though (laughs) so I don't uh bore you guys too much with this or at least hit hit up some interviews you know keep it interesting hopefully you guys have been enjoying that let me know if uh if you have or not um So, what's been going on? What's been going on? Well, just making stuff, working on the paintings. I'm still kind of (laughs) struggling. Doing my 100 days of paintings. Um, And, let's see, it's getting a little too hot in this car. I need to turn the heat down. snowing again in Connecticut. Yay. (laughs) It, like, snowed all day on Saturday. But nothing, like, stuck to the ground, so that at least that part was good. <laughs> and then today, driving out to work, actually Sunday, it was, like, actually pretty nice. It actually was, like, a normal spring day for once. And we actually, it was, you know, I don't know, it was, like, uh, what was the temperature, like, 43 or something probably was the high yesterday. And, you know, for what we've been going through, that's kind of warm <laughs> lately. So, uh, it was nice, and I was able to get out. I had to help my brother and sister-in-law do some things outside, so that was cool that, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, man, I have to do this, and now I can't, you know, work on whatever I was working on, but at the same time, I was just glad to get out and and be in a nice day, and, you know, I enjoy the company of my family, so it ended up being cool, and I had fun. So, um... You know, I didn't get my painting done, work done, though, last night, because I did all this work, and then I was like, at the end of the night, I was just, I just could not make myself do art, um, so, that's alright, though, (laughs) you know, it kind of sucks, but I haven't been able to keep the days every single day consistent, um, you know, it takes me forever to do these hundred days, (laughs) things, so, I don't know, maybe it's not the challenge for me, because every time I try, this is the second time, and and I keep getting these gaps, and it's just like, 
some days it's just kind of impossible for me. Or, well, you know what, I'm not that, I think what the thing is, is I need to get better at keeping my priorities straight. Um, you know, and doing the painting stuff first. And I, I've been kind of doing that, you know, for the most part, but if some things get switched around, it's hard to just start painting. And I don't know, sometimes I'm like, if I have inspiration for something else, I should probably just go with that first. And, you know, because I don't want to, like, you know, you don't want to miss that opportunity, you know, when you can actually have time to do something that's inspiring you. <laughs> So sometimes, because I have like other things going on with art and stuff too, but not like a ton, but, but I need to keep my priorities straight, you know, with the painting and so, you know, it's, I need to become more professional basically is the thing, because if I want to have professional results where I get paid for what I do, you know, I need to be more professional and the act. The, the activity, you know, like, do the things that professionals do, um, so, that's what I've been pushing for, <laughs> for a while now, but, um, I'm still obviously not quite there, so, it's a new week, <laughs> see if we can get this week going better, I got a lot of stuff coming up, my mom's getting ready to have surgery, and, um, so there's that, and, and my sister-in-law's graduating, my other sister and brother-in-law are moving, so, you know, I'm involved with my family, you know, like, that's what I, I you know, we, I don't talk about a lot on the podcast necessarily, because this is an art podcast, so I try to keep it focused on art, um, but, you know, family's a big, huge, important part of my life, you know, like... I don't know, that's always been a priority, like, that's a lot of times why some things don't get done with the art, because it's just like, well, you know, I have an opportunity to do something with my family, and I, I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to do, that's more important, you know, <laughs> especially when I'm not making any money from the stuff, um, not that, you know, still, they're more important even than <laughs> making the money and stuff, but we all got to make a living, so... <laughs> And I choose to do mine as an art career, so I do have to sacrifice sometimes. But, you know, I don't think anybody in my family would even think that I'm sacrificing time with them because, I don't know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm always there, you know, if I need to be there. And I don't know. So it is what it is. But, yeah, that's that's my focus I mean, the family is always priority over everything. Um, my wife is the number one priority. If I had a kid, you know, that would be right there too, my wife and my kid. Um, <clears throat> so that's what comes first. And <laughs> But, uh, you know, I still get a lot of art in, you know. I'm able to do that. Um, luckily, I just have more opportunity, um, maybe than some, maybe probably because I don't have a kid, um, also because my, my wife has issues with her health, so, 
um, she's not always up and about, you know, so, you know, <laughs> I, I end up having some more time than maybe some people do. So I'm able to get some stuff done usually, but then a lot of, it depends on the day. That's the thing is it's so, it's never like even close to the same. Like it's always like everything's always shifting and changing. So it's like if something, if I have a routine going for a little bit, all of a sudden, you know, something could totally change that routine. So I have a whole new routine and, you know, it's when those mix, mixed parts come in that I kind of screw up. <laughs> So, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm not really making excuses because, uh, you know, the point is, you need that's the whole thing of the 100 days. You're supposed to, you know, even, no matter what, try to get in that 30 minutes, you know. Um, find a way. And I was trying to. A lot of these times when I don't get there, it's like, trying to but it's like there's a couple times I have pushed through and like the stuff that comes out of that is just like it's more discouraging than anything because it's like wow that was really bad like crappy work <laughs> because I was so tired and I could barely keep my eyes open let alone move a brush around <laughs> you know and uh I don't know and I know I should just be like well you, at least you did it and you pushed through but I'm just, I don't know, it's, like I said, it's almost more discouraging to do crappy art. I mean, I'm okay with doing crappy art a lot of times, but sometimes it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's tough. I don't need to tell you guys it's tough, though. <laughs> so, but I do. <laughs> so anyways, um, that all being said, I am enjoying the progress I have been making. Um, it's weird. I have this big, um, piece that I'm kind of working on and I think it was originally supposed to become a painting, but the way I, I ended up like inking it and, uh, I don't know. Well, the thing is, is some people do ink or at least paint in black, like Jeff Lafferty, I guess he paints like in black or whatever, um, or whatever colors, I guess, but like, he starts with, I think, a black underpainting, and um, I guess that's more typical than I realized, but I, I don't, you know, and I guess it depends on what kind of paint you're using, um, you wouldn't probably do that with watercolor, but um, with acrylic, you can do that, and probably, I would assume, oils, you could probably do that, too, uh, I've not, I've not really ever messed with oils too much, but, um, so that's kind of interesting, and so maybe I can transform this into a painting, but right now, it's coming out more like a line drawing piece, but I have envisioned the end product as color, um, so does that mean I should go in and digitally color it? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, doing the 100 days of painting, maybe I should probably paint it. But I'm a little hesitant, <laughs> to say the least, to get into detailed paintings because I've been having an issue 
getting there, you know, like, I get kind of to a certain point, and then I'm like, now, what do I do from here, like, I guess it's in the just noodling, and just keep refining it, and refining it, and going back and forth with paint until you get there, it's definitely a different process, and something I'm, I'm not very used to, and it's hard for me to, to envision the finished piece sometimes, um, when I'm like in the middle um, and I don't have that issue with the inking and comic stuff I guess either because I already know the process better or I mean maybe because it's kind of simple you just kind of ink over the lines until the piece is done um, and like the line I mean you can't just like leave lines half done and, and say it's finished you know, because you just need all that, inf you know, line information there, or whatever, so, I don't know, <laughs> and then, like, you can color it, and so, like, once all of the whole thing is filled with color, then it's done, you know, I don't know, but with painting, it's, like, there's various, like, um, levels of finished, you know, like, it can be super abstract, um, it can just be some paint splash type of thing on there, like, like really minimal, uh, like paint application. <laughs> um, I, I like to call it that because it seems more like obviously when you're painting, it's always paint application. But sometimes I feel like there's a difference between paint application and like painting <laughs> um, because, like. I always make that distinction with music too, like some, some artists, especially in the pop genres, um, some artists are singers and some artists are vocalists to me, um, because some artists, like, they have cool songs and everything, but they kind of, they, they just put their vocals on it, but they don't really, like, they're not really singing, they're making sounds within the melody, but you know, like a Mary J. Blige or like a Whitney Houston, they're like singing, you know, but like maybe somebody like Britney Spears, um, or, uh, what's, what's that girl's name, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, anyways, like some of those more poppy song singers are more like, they're just kind of making, they're hitting the right melody, but it's not like really singing, you know, which is fine, I have no problem with that, but that's kind of what I mean with the paint application, like, um, you know, some people, sometimes you're painting, but sometimes, like, especially with, like, watercolors and stuff, like, wet-on-wet wet techniques, or just really, I mean, it could be any, any medium, really, but, um, you know, I've noticed that a lot recently, like, they'll put, people will put down, you know, some kind of splotchy colors, but they look cool, sort of, and, and then they indicate certain details, but then, you know, there's a lot less, ob like, literal translation to, um, details with painting, and you can, like I said, like, something that might seem almost half finished, I guess, like, if it was a line drawing, um, you know, could be a finished piece uh, with a painting, or even with like something like charcoal, anything where there's more gradients and less, 
you know, just literal translations of lines. Um, so, I don't know. That's one thing I noticed. <laughs> also, it's weird working with acrylic. Um, I guess I should know this because, you know, acrylic is basically, it is like plastic basically. Like it's a polymer or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know the technical, you know, thing to what it is, but it's like, it's weird. Like, I never thought of acrylic that way. But it is, and, and I don't know, it's like really plasticky, and like when it dries, you know? <laughs> so that's a little weird to me. Like, that doesn't feel the same as I would expect. Maybe oil is more what I think of when I think of painting, I don't know. But I think oil kind of dries that way too when it cures, so I don't know. <laughs> but maybe oil seems a little more natural. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's weird, it's a weird thing to even really talk about or think about, but, um, watercolor I kind of like, though, I like the feel of it, sometimes I like the look of it, but sometimes I almost want an acrylic look, but I like the feel of watercolor, how it's, like, so matte, you know, like it's flat, and, um, and it's almost like you can draw over it, which you actually can, <laughs> or like especially with color pencils you can go over it or um, even with inks you know it's kind of a cool te I like that texture that flat matte kind of texture and then like maybe if you want it to have some kind of gloss I don't know if they do that with, I haven't seen that yet with watercolor but um, you know I'm sure that you can but uh yeah, even if you want to have, like, some kind of glossy feel to parts of it or something, you know, there's got to be some kind of, you know, finishing treatment. I mean, even the, the spray-on, even the matte spray-on adhesive to kind of um, seal the painting, uh, even the matte kind of ha has a little bit of a um, gloss to it, uh, what, like, if it comes out of the spray. Um and if you take matte and you layer it and continue to do, you know, more and more, like you let it dry and then do another layer, blah, 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 um, it will, you'll, you will get, um, it'll just end up being like a glossy finish. So, um, which is kind of weird and something I didn't realize. So, um, but that's something I learned actually with the toys like when I was painting the toys and stuff. So, I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on how you um, you apply it. Like the dry brush technique, if you were going pretty much all dry brush type of style, then it is more like, um, like what watercolor is, like a more matte type of uh, feel to it um, after it cures. A little bit, a little bit. So that's kind of cool. I never thought I would like dry brush, but I didn't realize that that's kind of how you really get the details down, um, which seems counterintuitive almost, like it doesn't seem like that's, that seems like how you would, like it would be hard to get details down, but with painting it's, a, it's different, you know, like with inking, 
a dry brush effect is more like abstract and, and it's almost like you can't get those crisp lines so it's like you're not getting the details but with painting um, the the nature of it doesn't have any like you know unless you're actually inking over it like I've done um, but like the nature of it is it doesn't have any um, straight up lines you know it mimics more what reality actually looks like with paintings because um, if you look at a photograph there's no lines you know or if you just look you know use your eyes <laughs> look at stuff there's actually no lines in anything um, so you know painting with a dry brush actually helps you to get those gradients even better and, and it helps you to you know, refine out the details. It's so weird how, how it's totally opposite, you know, for those two different mediums. So, and I guess I wouldn't think it would, I would, if I came from a painting background, I wouldn't think that's weird, but maybe I would on the, on the more line drawing, you know, type of situation. I don't know. So, Anyways, <laughs> so that's kind of things I've been thinking about with painting. I guess I don't get into some of this stuff as much with my um, painting videos. Um, sometimes I do, but they're usually a lot shorter. Um, oh, also, last week I was sick, so there goes some more excuses. Um, so that kind of screwed me up. I, I missed a bunch of days last week doing the paintings it sucks but uh one thing that I think I felt like I was gonna do when I first started this painting um challenge was I kind of thought maybe I'd finish more paintings more quickly like I thought I could kind of find my groove quicker and like just really, I don't know, I, I guess I thought the learning curve would be easier than I than it has been, you know what I mean? And I thought that I could learn most of what I needed to learn through YouTube videos, and I kind of can, but the learning curve is a lot steeper than I expected, especially using that method. Um... And I almost feel like maybe I should be, maybe I need to take a class, you know, in painting. I mean, the last class I took in painting was in high school. And I kind of remember a lot from that, but um, it's like I need a refresher. And, you know, I kind of feel like I need somebody to help me to get through the process a couple times, you know. To, and, and I need the critique and, and things like that, I feel like, almost. So, I don't know. I mean, I've been using those craftsy classes, so maybe I need to just kind of dig a little deeper into those. And there is a, um, a, like a, a forum where you can talk to the actual instructor or whatever, like, through, like, the chat and stuff like that. And you can show them what you've done, and they can critique you, so maybe I should take more advantage of that, actually. Um, 
and maybe there's another online school that's type of thing that's um, maybe even a little better, you know. So, I mean, those craftsy ones are good too, though. I, I've been digging those, but uh, I don't know. I'm <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I'm I'm happy to learn from many different teachers, you know. So there's that. <laughs> so, you know, I was working on the paintings and I've been working on this uh, Rick from The Walking Dead piece, which I think is going to turn into a painting. But right now I'm just inking it. But uh, the idea is Slick Rick. Um, <laughs> and if you know about hip hop, you realize, you know, that um, you know who Slick Rick is. It's a, it's a guy, he, uh, classic rapper, MC. Um, and he did a song on the children's story or something like that, which is a very, like, a classic, like, hip-hop song, you know, it would probably be in the top 20, top 10 of all-time hip-hop songs for a lot of people. Um, and he's had a lot of other ones, too. Um, the show is, like, a big thing. It's just called The Show, and it's with him and, uh, uh, Dougie Fresh doing like the beatbox and stuff so that was like a classic one and, and um, Snoop Dogg on his album um, redid it kind of his own way and that, it kind of made it even popular again uh, back then when Snoop Dogg came out and, um, that like whole lottie dottie we like to party <laughs> but anyways Slick Rick is cool and like, he, he's known for being a storyteller and just being clever with his rhymes and, and uh, just fun. And, uh, but he's always, he has this kind of look that he does and some of it, he did a lot in his pictures that is really, like, um, over the top or whatever. And basically, he's, like, wearing a crown. He's got, like, an eye patch on. And, uh, like, just ridiculous amounts of gold chains. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm surprised he could stand up with all that on there. But, <laughs> And, I I mean, I can't imagine that he could actually afford those gold chains. Maybe he could. I don't know. He was really... I mean, now maybe he's rich. I don't know. He was, like, in jail for a while. Uh, but I think he was, like, deported, too, from the country, which is crazy. So, that, I don't know. i got to look more back into that. Because I always heard things, but I never knew 100% what actually went down. Uh, so, I don't know. That all being said, he's a cool rapper, you know. And so, I, I wanted to do it. I like the idea of mashups. So, you know, I was like, oh, Rick from Walking Dead. Mix him with uh, Slick Rick with that crazy outlandish, you know, outfit that he wears, and, uh, yeah, that'll be fun, so, it's funny, because I was first doing the face of Rick, just trying to get the likeness of, uh, you know, Rick from Walking Dead down, because that's pretty much, you know, it's got to look like him, or else you wouldn't really understand why I, what the mashup would become, because, you know, the only thing is that Rick has for, that's, you know, distinguishable is his face 
maybe a cowboy hat, but, you know, a cop suit, sort of, but he doesn't really wear that, um, if you read the comic, he's got one less hand, <laughs> you know, his, his arm got, his hand got cut off, but that doesn't happen in the, in the show, because obviously, like, I don't know how they do that, because the guy's arm is not chopped off, <laughs> you know, in real life, so how can you, I mean, you could probably do a CGI thing or something, but... I don't know, I mean, I'm not updated with the show. Maybe they did cut his hand off, but probably not. That would just make it tough to do what he does. So that's a little... I think a lot of people who watch the show don't realize that, you know, a little tidbit. You know, if you didn't read the comic, you wouldn't really know that. I almost forget myself. Because it's like, how could you... Like, even when it happened in the comic, I'm like, how could you function? Now you got to fight all these demons. Like, you're going to be a less functioning part of the story and maybe not the main character anymore. But, uh, I don't know. Figures it out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think his arm, his arm got chopped off or whatever, right? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing him up. I know, freaking... Um, the governor guy got, like, maimed <laughs> or something. I don't know. Who knows? I don't remember now. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so I was drawing just the face, but the face had the eye patch at least, so, you know, people were a little confused. What, what is that? I don't know. You know, because I've been posting, like, the works in progress shots, and, um, even one person said, is that the governor? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, not quite, but <laughs> you're getting warmer. Um, and then Feral Bolding, shout out to him. Uh, I think his website's straight up feralbolding.com. Um, but it might be feral-bolding, I don't know. Probably not, though. Because who else has that name, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyways... Um, he got it though, he's like, Slick Rick, because <laughs> he, I think it's probably because he's into hip-hop, like me, and, and I, I wouldn't, I can't be, I'm surprised other people didn't get it, because I definitely have hip-hoppers following me, but maybe they don't watch The Walking Dead, so they're like, huh, I don't get it, <laughs> and the likeness is actually pretty good, um, you know, sometimes you get these things and, and they kind of come out a little wonky and, like, it kind of looks like him, but I'm not sure. Um, but this time it came out pretty good. It, it looks like him and the proportions are pretty good. I think I think I was able to actually pull it off for once. So, I mean, I, I can get a pretty good likeness a lot of times, but sometimes, sometimes, a lot of times it just seems like there's, like, one little part that's off or something's not quite right. You know, it's like, I think that looks like him. It looks enough like him, you know, to go on. But this one actually kind of does look like him. It's weird because, you know, the more plain face type people, I guess, are harder to do sometimes. Um, and to me, he is kind of that, you know. He's not like super distinguished face, like... But you do know him when you see him, I guess. But <laughs> So, I don't know. It seems like I was able to pull off the like likeness. 
so far, and I pretty much did all of his body, so I think it'll come out pretty good unless I do something stupid and add more like lines like an idiot. I always add way too many lines. Um, it's a bad habit that I need to try to kick, you know. Um, but I like it. Like it's just fun to like sit there and crosshatch and whatever. Uh, some screw up a lot of drawings that way, though, so unfortunately. Um, but, uh, anyways. Um, so, I still have to do the crown on that and the gold chains, which I'm kind of... Like, the crown, I mean, it's already drawn, you know, with the underdrawing, but, uh, you know... It's not, like, the crown is pretty good, like, that's pretty well defined, but the, um, the gold chains are not super well defined. Um, they were really hard to draw, because they're all jumbled up on the guy's neck, like, from the reference and stuff, so, you know, maybe I should have kind of made it up, but how real would it look? I don't know, I'm still having a hard time translating, you know stuff, you know, how realistic, do I, do I want to just draw what I see, or do I want to, and that's kind of how I did Rick, you know, all the rest of him is pretty much draw, drew what I saw, so if I go in and try to, like, make up the chains a little bit too much, um, maybe it won't look, uh, right in the end. So, I don't know, we'll see, but I have to try to, I might have to go in with the underdrawing a little more and try to really get those chains looking a little better, we'll see, and it's hard too because, you know, the picture, it's hard to see in the picture really how exactly the chains are working. Um, you know, it's a smaller detail, I guess, in, in the picture, and it's a little ambiguous where things are going and what shapes are there, um, and that's something <laughs> that with painting, it's weird, like, you can get that right better with painting, um, because you're just, like, focusing on the shapes and the colors and stuff. So if it's ambiguous in the reference, you can kind of paint it the way it looks. And, you know, even in the painting, if you're really trying to figure out the detail, it's going to be ambiguous because you're like, you know, it's you're looking at a mishmash of a bunch of things in the, within the same color. So, but with the drawing, you're doing lines, you know, so it's like, Things have to be exact or else they just don't look right. I mean, there are ways to do it where it doesn't look exact, but that's not... I mean, I don't know if I'm really going that route. It'd be weird if I all of a sudden went that route, you know, after doing more exact details. Sorry, guys, I'm yawning here. I did get up quite early. <laughs> Got a lot of yawning. I coughed. Doing all kinds of stupid stuff during the recording. <laughs> 
so forgive me, please. So another cool thing that happened this weekend (laughs) was I had my first weekend of hanging out with Mike Villad. Um, We made the decision to start hanging out once a weekend um, and working on our comic project. Um, Our comic projects, plural. Um, cause we may, you know, have a few things. Cause basically what we're trying to do is pitch it to Image Comics. Um, both of us, you know, have a lot of similar tastes. It's interesting because we come from very different perspectives in some ways. Like, you know, I'm religious, I guess is what you call it. Um, and I, uh... You know, I'm kind of more on the conservative side of things when it comes to politics and stuff. And he's more, you know, definitely more liberal and more, um, you know, he's not into religion, doesn't believe in all that stuff. Um, But, and so he kind of comes more from a rock, maybe, background as far as the music goes and stuff. And I'm, you know, more from the hip-hop and... But we both like both things, you know, we both like metal, and, and we both like hip-hop, and, you know, we like the weird mixtures in between as well, um, and somehow, and with the comics too, it's weird, like, he's a little bit older than me, and so he has a little bit of a different taste, but he pretty much came up, you know, a lot of the things that inspired him were in the Image era, when Image started and, and all that and all those similar guys that I was into. Um, and now we've both grown beyond that, you know, with our taste. And, and I think we both have a similar growth as far as what we like now. And I don't know, for some reason, with all our differences, we've always just hit it off really well. Um, and, like, it's almost imp- impossible for us not to, like, talk for hours and hours and hours, you know, when we get together, and I think it's really cool, and I love it, and I mean, but that, you know, the point is, is that, you know, it's like, we also talk a lot about um, our struggles and trying to, you know, like, we both feel like we should be way further with our art, you know, than we are, and we should be working harder with our art, you know, because we both have time to do that, you know, for the most part, I mean, I have maybe less time, well, a lot less time, really, um, but still, like, we all, we both have a decent amount of time, more, like, basically, the point is, we have, we don't work as hard, like, we don't, we don't make the best use of our time, or we both struggle with that, you know, a lot, Um, and so we kind of have this back and forth now, mostly through Facebook Messenger, but then, you know, he lives less than 10 minutes away from me, so there's no reason why I can't get over there to hang out with him, you know, from time to time. So, you know, we, um, we kind of have this back and forth where I'll like, 
send him like a video I watched that was interesting or, or inspiring or something that to, just to kind of help us stay inspired and keep working and um, you know and there's just, just all kinds of different stuff like I'll even like we both like dubstep music which and for some reason we've been really going like and we're not neither of us are like really deep into dubstep music we just like it so we kind of you know send stuff back and forth with that um, which is odd because I don't like I've never like delved into you know the dubstep community so much I don't know if I know even where that would be or if that is a thing (laughs) but uh I don't know, that's just one of the many things, and for some reason, we just tend to want to, we have similar tastes, I guess, in what we'd like to create, Um, and we both are really into a lot of indie stuff, we're both really into the idea of not making superhero comics, but making stuff that is kind of like the superhero comics that we love, because we both do love them, Um, but not you know, superheroes, (laughs) um, so, we like that, I don't know, and now I'm get I'm starting to get, like, he, he's really into video games and anime, and I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm starting to get into anime now, because I'm starting to see, like, I mean, I always liked it, but I just didn't have it nearby enough, like, I never had it, like, it wasn't easy to get into, you know, growing up, people don't realize this who are younger, but, um, growing up, anime wasn't very readily available, you know, it was hard to get your hands on it, um, and it was expensive, um, you know, you had to buy VHSs or DVDs, and it wasn't easy to find those, you know, um, but he happened to grow up you know, live, like, he had a friend or something that was, like, from Japan or something, and so they would get, like, boxes of this stuff, like, all the time, so he kind of had this opportunity to grow up with a lot of it, um, and then he's more into video games, so he sees it more there, and I don't know, so there's a lot of things that I've been getting into just by kind of getting to know him, and And also, like, I've always wanted to kind of delve into anime and manga. Um, Well, I shouldn't say I always have, but maybe since a few years ago, with, like, Jersey talking about it on his podcast and things, I've realized that there's a lot we can learn from, um, from that style of comic book that might help us in our comic books, whether we do a manga style or not. Um you know, some, some interesting elements that we don't commonly use in, um, American comics, so, that's cool, too, <laughs> so we were working on our comic and stuff, um, this weekend, and, you know, I had, we had, like, a good little three, three or so hours, um, but we ended up kind of blabbing a lot, and then, but we, we were, I was happy that we did finally get to the point where we're like, okay, let's try to, you know, do some brainstorming here, and, and um, so, we did that, and 
basically what we were doing was trying to figure out themes of different stories that we liked and trying to break down some of the stories we like um, and see see what kind of thing we would like to write. Like, we kind of already have an idea, but I wanted to break it down more than just, like, the, oh, it would be cool if this and it would be cool if that. Um, so that's interesting. We both kind of started off a little, like, the, like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't know. And they were like, well, do you have any ideas? No, I don't know. Like, the blank page syndrome, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, it just kind of dawned on me to just start writing down themes and stuff like that to stories. And so we started kind of a discussion on that. And I think we came to the point where we both were like, you know, a, re- a revenge-style story would probably be interesting, especially for the the character we're kind of um, already thinking about. So, and that can go in a lot of different ways. Um, so that would be kind of like the basis of it, I guess. But it, And it's going to be like a future sci-fi sort of fantasy type of thing. Like, a little bit mixed genre, kind of like a Star Wars type of thing, but, um, you know, centering around this one character. Uh, so, that's kind of how far we got. We were already kind of at that point, but we were able to kind of solidify that a little, um, and, and maybe find some spots where we can kind of start jumping off. We did a little bit of world building, um... We kind of figured out how the planet, some of the mechanics of the planet that this guy's from. Um, we still need to kind of design him. We both have played around with the character a little bit and tried to design him. Haven't landed on anything yet, for sure. Uh, so, and that, and today I've been, you know, looking up. YouTube videos of, um, you know, character design, and one thing that's interesting is that character design is approached differently by, I mean, there's a lot of different approaches you can take, and I still need to do a lot more research, because I I haven't found exactly the way I want to do it, but I do want to play around with some of the approaches I've seen, Um, but it's interesting to me, like, I always knew, like, in cartooning and stuff, like, they always say, you know, you want your character to have a good silhouette. Like, that's, that help, if you can recognize the the character just by their silhouette, that means you have a pretty strong design. Um, so I always kind of thought that was like, you know, you, you work on your character, try to create him. And then, you know, you just try to make sure just by drawing it, you know, that maybe he has a good silhouette. And then you kind of do the silhouette thing, like, at, you know, a certain stage of the character design, you turn that into a silhouette to kind of check, you know, okay, is this a good design? But that's not how, how they approach it. A lot of people start with the silhouettes, basically, like, they just do, like, some almost random scribbling or whatever with, like, a big, well, they, 
I'd say with like a big digital brush because a lot of people, these tutorials I'm seeing so far are all digital. And I could see how it's definitely helpful to, to do that um, digitally because it's easy to manipulate things and go back and forth and change things um, once you get to know how to do that. Um, unfortunately, I got... I. Uh, sold my Wacom, so <laughs> now I only have the mouse, so I can't really mess with the digital too much unless I want to do it with the mouse, and that's kind of a pain, <laughs> but maybe I could try to do it digitally, because it does seem like it would be fun to play around with that, but those techniques can be done um, traditionally as well with, like, markers and stuff, but, you know, it's a little bit easier, though, probably with digital. But at the same time, I'm not really good at digital anyway, so that would be a whole nother learning curve. But anyway, so they start with, like, the silhouette, and they have, like, a bunch of silhouettes, like a good... I mean, depends. Everybody's different, but... Um, and the only comic artist I've seen, and I'm sure many others do, but the only comic, comic artist I've seen kind of do this kind of method maybe is Jonathan Rector or at least with the repeated characters where it's like you almost put like the same exact character and just repeat the crap out of them and then you make you create them in a different bunch of different versions and then you pick and choose what one you like the best it's a different way of approaching it you know I've, I've always just tried to draw different characters you know draw different head shapes and features and um you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, different outfits and things like that, different body structures, which is basically what you're doing with the silhouette, but with the silhouette, you're almost just kind of scribbling, <coughs> excuse me, and coming up with a, an odd form, and then kind of adding and subtracting so people will go in and and they do it small too so it's like you can't focus on detail you can you know because that's the that's kind of like the trick like it's probably not good to focus on detail quite yet when you're first working out your concept design so <clears throat> kind of like a thumbnail so they might even call them thumbnails I don't know but uh so it's good to kind of, you know, do that. And then they go in with, like, a gray tone or whatever, which you can go right over the top, obviously, when it's digital. Make it opaque. And so that's, like, a mid-tone. And, and they start bringing out the shapes of the characters a little bit more. Just really, again, ambiguous, like, and not really super detailed. Just kind of building up the form a little bit. And then maybe they'll go in with white. Like, they'll pick a few that they like, and then they'll kind of copy-paste those, like, make a whole bunch of different versions of, like, three different kinds of ones that they already did. And, and then go in maybe with white and refine it even more and add and subtract limbs and whatever it is you need to do, you know. So it's an interesting way. And then you're, like, you're not being too precious and you get a lot more variety. 
and some I heard one person say, you know, never never um, settle on your first design. You know. So there's that. So it's like a way different way than I've approached it. You know, I've just always tried to draw a cool character and if it didn't come out the good the first time, I get kind of discouraged. <laughs> or if I maybe I'll draw like a sheet or two of the character and try to figure some stuff out but that's about as far as I've gone you know with my character designs and I end up getting lost in research as well which is something you know even with these silhouettes it seems a little tough like how many body types can you make or maybe you're not even focusing on body types and some people do it with more gesture some people just do like the straight on shot of a guy or a girl just standing there um so there's just like a lot of different approaches so I don't know I'm trying to figure it out because you know I've definitely hit limits with my approach to character design um and I know you know Mike Vlad my buddy Mike Vlad is he's a little I feel like he's a little better than me though with it but you know he he'll say that he's not good at it so I don't know (laughs) Who knows, but I'm trying to figure it out, you know. If I don't know it, then it's time to learn it, you know, is kind of my motto, so. <laughs> and there's plenty out there to, to learn as much as you can from, so. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a lot of learning curve stuff lately with my art. And um, yesterday, before I found out that I had to do all this work or whatever, um, I was cutting out pieces of watercolor paper and Bristol board um, to just have some set stuff that, you know, is stuff that fits in typical frame sizes. Um, Because, like I said, I want to sell this stuff. I want to do these paintings and then sell, you know, the the paintings. Um, And I want to maybe try to dip my toe into the fan art world, you know, a little more. And, um, you know, I'll mix my own personal work right in there with it. Because if there's anything I've learned (laughs) lately with all the people's videos that are putting stuff out, especially Kevin Cross and stuff, is, you know, you need to keep your personal work as a priority throughout your whole career. You know, you cannot let that stray, you know, and to a point where you're not working on it at all, you should always, always, always be devoting some time every day, if you can, to your personal projects, you know, because, I mean, it depends on what your goals are, but if you're happy just being an illustrator, doing what other people want you to do, then that's fine, you know, there's nothing wrong, you can just be like a hired gun if that's what you like, and I don't have any problem with that, you know, some, just doing art, is fun, you know, and I I could totally see almost myself getting into that groove, but I won't because I've just always had it in me to make, create kind of my own characters and my own stuff, so my desire is to build up properties that I've created and hopefully make them into successful, you know, sources of income, I mean, that's not my inspiration to do that isn't to get income but I know it's a good way to do it if you can make it happen um 
and that's the dream, though, to get your stuff out there. You know, you want to share it. That's kind of a big part of it. Um, so, you know, for me, my goals are, you know, having these properties and, and uh, creating these characters and stories and stuff. So, you know, within the fan art, I need to be putting out my own personal stuff as well. So it's going to be mixed in there. But fan art can be a learning process anyways. You know, I can start understanding more by actually drawing stuff. You know, how different suits and armor and whatever it is goes. Different outfits and things. Um, you know, and kind of build up my my library of that kind of stuff just by doing the fan art. You know, also just getting better at drawing the the figure and female figure, male figure, all that stuff. Um, so to me, I look at it as practice and as a way to, I mean, you know, I do want to try to make money with it and get my name out there, you know. And the way also that I look at it is, and this is revisiting some thoughts I've brought up in this podcast, but it's been a long time um, since I've touched on this, but you know, I think of it as client. These are my clients, you know. If it's popular to draw Spider-Gwen right now, I'm going to draw a bunch of Spider-Gwen or, or whoever's kind of popular, I'll try to draw some of that. And, you know, the artist view, you know, that, that pure art view that I, I struggle with a lot of times is, you know oh, now you're pandering to an audience. You're not doing art purely for the love of it, you know? <laughs> but those same artists might be like, you know, they might be doing this stuff for a living, doing illustration or something for a living, and they're pandering to their clients because they're the ones who are paying them. So what is the difference between that and, <laughs> you know, pandering to what's popular? Like to me, whatever's popular is my client now, you know, because if I'm not making stuff that people like, then, then I mean, I don't know, I mean, I can do fan art for myself that is stuff that I like, and I'm going to do that, you know, but, I mean, Spider-Gwen actually is something I like, so that's not even an issue, but, like, some of these other stuff, like Batman, obviously, I should probably do, and I'm not, I'm actually one of the few comic type of people, comic book fans, that's just not really super into Batman, you know, I'm just kind of bored with him, <laughs> and I never really was, like, a huge Batman fan, I just, I thought it was cool, but, you know, I, a lot of people just freaking love him, and always have, and that's cool, and that's, but that's not been me, um, but I, you know, that is obviously, I mean, probably the number one thing that people get requested, so I'm gonna do that, <laughs> you know, some of, the, some of the obvious things, you know, I'm gonna try to do, I mean, and, and the caveat or what to that is, there will be some things that maybe are super popular that I won't do, just because I, I really, like, don't like it, like, I particularly, like, I, I'm cool with Batman, so I'll do it, but, like, if I hated Batman, I just wouldn't do it, you know, uh, there's a, plenty other things I could do that I really like, you know, 
the Ninja Turtles are super popular a lot of times. I, I mean, I love those guys, so I'll do Ninja Turtle characters or, you know, different TV shows too, like characters from shows and movies and stuff like that. And um, it's a way for me to learn how to refine my art to a finish that people like to develop my style. Like, to me, it's all, like, this is just a way to make your sketchbook, your practice work, you know, into something that is uh, sellable as well, you know. And, and so it's like killing two birds with one stone. And, and so what's popular is my client, you know. <laughs> And, and if somebody ends up, and, and I'll be open for commissions too, so it's like if somebody, if people start commissioning me, then yeah, those pri- that'll be my client, that'll be priority over, you know, me making fan art that I think will sell probably, um, and the biggest priority is, you know, me working on my personal projects, Glyph and the stuff I'm doing with Mike Vallad, and, you know, I want to do a... I have, I feel like I, once I get in the zone, I'll have so many ideas, because that's what happens with me, like, it's like, it feels like I can't figure out, like, ideas for a long time, but then, like, I get into a zone, and this happens more with my music, because I'm just more practiced at my music, but, um, I know it'll happen with the comics, and it has before with character creating and stuff, but I'll just get into this zone where it's like, I have so many ideas, I could never do them all. You know, and, and that's kind of what I'm building up to right now um, with learning all this stuff. So, but uh, yeah, I, I gotta pause this for a sec and then I'll be back and we'll kind of close it out. But uh, hold up. All right, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I think I'm gonna delve into the fan art realm a bit. Um, so I, I, I cut out some. Uh, sketch card size stuff, which I already had some stuff cut out, um, <clears throat> and this is kind of where I got screwed up while I was doing all this cutting, I, instead of that, I should have been getting my painting out done first, but I kind of was thinking, you know, once I cut these out, I'll try to do a bunch of sketches, and then I can use one of those sketches on those cards, or, you know, whatever, to do my painting video, <laughs> But uh, I should have just done some painting first and then, you know, gotten to that. But anyways, because um, then I got interrupted and had to go and do stuff. So figured I'd get the rest done later, but that didn't happen. Um, so anyways, so I have like, um, you know, the, the sketch card size cut out. I got, uh, I have sizes from, uh, I have five by seven, six by four. And one sheet of paper that's 8 by 10 those are the most, uh, you know, popular sizes for frames. So, you know, again, you know, it's my version of learning how to work with client specs and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, um, instead of just, I've been doing a lot, like some of these paintings and stuff you've been seeing maybe from me have literally just been paintings like in my sketchbook or something um and so they're not even on great paper number one number two they're not in any type of format that you know i mean i could technically cut it out and sell it and try to 
you know, they could figure out their own frame situation, but you want to work towards, you know, make things easier for people. Don't make it harder for them to buy stuff from you, you know, make everything easy, make everything helpful to them. You know, you want to provide as much value as you possibly can, um, for, so that's the only way that you're going to, you know, the, the person who provides value is the one who's going to get money for value, you know? So, and that's one thing that is really interesting too. Something that, um, Mike Vlad, my buddy, um, his website is Vlad Comics with an X, V-A-L-A-D-E, I think is how you spell his name, and then comics with an X, dot com, um, but, uh, what he was telling me about this one artist that he really likes, because we were talking about, um, and maybe this is part of something I could talk about too, that I think is interesting, is, I've always kind of, um, uh, I guess, been a student of the, like, get artwork done quick <laughs> type of idea. Like, I just have always been really um, inspired by, you know, the Marvel way of making comics, you know, and... I mean, I read, you know, how to draw comics the Marvel way when I was young, so that was what I learned, you know, and then, um, you know, just hearing about people like Jack Kirby and a lot of these other artists just pumping out pages like crazy was always inspiring to me, um, so I kind of, this quick approach, and I was a fan of the Image guys, Liefeld was like one of the main people that I was into, um, you know, so you can boo and hiss at me about that, but, (laughs) um, but, you know, one thing about his artwork was it, there was some dynamicism to the, to the artwork that, I mean, it's kind of undeniable, like, you can't help but, like, look at some of his stuff, but one thing I was noticing, because Mike Vallad was showing me this, um, he has, like, this art book of, um, like, Akira, or whatever, and, and there's, like, it's, like, some, it's not like the comic, it's like some art book or whatever, and it's really cool, and I commented to him, and I'm like, man, like, these images are so striking, like, they just, they really jump out at you, and, and then I was just commenting on the details, and, and I, I like, I've been more interested in, in detail stuff now lately, like, not as far as, like, tons of lines necessarily, but just, like, little, you know, Easter egg type of things, I guess, and and comic pages, and just, like, building the world and, and like, environments and, um, that are around the character, you know, instead of just doing the, what's easy, and, and, like, Liefeld, like, he's got, he has a certain, there's a certain dynamic thing that he's doing that gets you to want to look, but there's not a lot of staying power, like, um, he won't even do backgrounds a lot of times, you know, for most of the stuff, like, he'll do an establishing shot, and the rest, there's, like, no backgrounds, um, which, I mean, that's kind of a a trick, you know, that comic, a lot, most comic artists use a little bit, and it's definitely good for storytelling, but also, when you do take the time to do all kinds of crazy things in your backgrounds, like, really make the environment a character, and stuff like that, and, and, um, you know, make it a whole illustration, you know, you have more staying power, because 
you can go into certain people's books and, you know, people will maybe say, you know, why do you put so much detail in there when somebody's going to buy it and read it and put it down, like, in, in five minutes or whatever. But they, you know, how much more likely are people going to come back and read it over and over if you put the effort that it it deserves, you know, or whatever, the, the effort that you need to into all the different elements of creating a comic book, into the story, into, you know, the penciling and the inking, like, that's what I'm learning from watching Kevin Cross, you know, is, you know, I used to be like, man, you know, he gets to a certain point, and, like, these are some of his rough pencils, and they look like finished inks to me, like, they're better than my finished inks, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, it's crazy, but and then he's, those are still just rough pencils, one of his stages of rough pencils, because he has, like, multiple stages of rough, roughing out with the pencils, and then he has, like, I think multiple ink stages, too, <laughs> like, with the digital and going back and forth, and I'm just like, oh, man, like, at first, I was just like, that's just too much work, like, I don't have time, like, I need to pump this stuff out and, and start to make some headway and progress with my career, you know, <laughs> but then, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, I'm like, I'm starting to really respect that, like taking the time to enjoy, but also just the time to really craft each, each step. And, and still, I don't know if I'd go as many steps as Kevin Cross, but you know, in the end product, it shows that he, he put all that thought into it, you know? And, and his comics will have a lot more staying power than some of my mini-comics because, you know, my stuff was just thrown together, you know, with barely, a, not even thumbnails half the time, or, you know, and there's something to that, too, and I still do love that, like, you know, aim, shoot, or what is it, uh, ready, shoot, aim, or something, like, instead of ready, aim, shoot, fire, or whatever, <laughs> Um, there's something to that approach that's interesting too. There's a spontaneity and stuff, but there's also, you know, maybe a lot less staying power. Like you, and it's similar to like, like comic pages. Um, you know, as I've been getting into like mark all this marketing stuff, um, they talk about a lot of times um, websites, um, like stickiness factor. And, you know, you don't want somebody to come onto your website and then, like, the bounce rate is a big deal. You don't want them to bounce right off of your website. You don't want them to come in for a second, not see what they want, or not see anything, or it doesn't look like it's developed, or whatever. There's a lot of different factors, and then they just leave, you know, so quick. You want them to come in, and then there's all this content that, like, is useful and helpful to that person so there's a lot of stickiness to it and people will spend time on your website and that helps you know with your with the algorithms or google and getting your stuff in the search engines and all that stuff but it just also helps with just people being into what you're doing you know and and um and just really digging in so same thing even with a comic page you know if you put or even just a story or a movie or whatever medium you're working in, um, like a, 
for example, like even Star Wars, like, I mean, now it's been kind of done to death where it's crazy, you know, people, you know, it's been around for so long that maybe people have grown tired of it, I don't know, um, even I a little bit have, but I, I still really love it, but I always thought of Star Wars as this cool thing that was like, you could always go back and find new things, you know, there was enough, like, detail and interesting things in there, where, you know, there's just tons of cool stuff, and, and you could, you could always find something new, um, to get into when you're watching it, there's, and there's other examples, I mean, Lord of the Rings is probably something like that, or anything that's really epic, you know, but other things, it doesn't have to be epic, but, um, and I noticed that with other people's art, like, uh, James Stokoe, like, and some of these indie artists, I mean, Mobius, maybe more, people are more familiar with, things like that, um, where people put a lot of, they, they, they put a lot of, you know, work into their, like, detail into, uh, into their backgrounds and, and just the whole illustration as a whole, and go through the steps that it takes to really make a beautifully created page, and he was telling me this example of this one artist that I gotta look into, um, where he, the guy actually purposefully does that because he, his, one of his big things is selling the original pages. And um, he'll even put extra little things in there that don't come out. Like when you print it, you don't really see it because it's just some things just don't translate well into print. But he'll even put like extra little nuggets in there that you only see in the original art so that when somebody's getting that original art, they're really getting something special, you know, there's a lot of value there, and so he sells his original art for way more money than most people, and he's just an indie artist, you know, even people who are on, you know, Marvel and DC can't get their stuff sold for that, for, you know, that much money a lot of times, so, and, and not only that, but every single page has something really cool that, you know, is, interesting enough that you'd want to buy it, basically, um, and I mean, it's not, that's not the only reason, I mean, it's also readers, you know, to come in and, and want to go back, like, like the, like Akira is a book that you can enjoy many times over, you know, you, you don't just, I mean, one thing is it's kind of long, you know, so maybe you won't enjoy it many times over just because it's so long, but even like, um, Dark Knight or something like that, you know, it's something that there's enough, there's a, so many little nuggets in there that, and it, it's kind of got a timeless appeal to it, and you could just tell that attention was put into every aspect of this book, and, um, you know, it was more a piece of art, you know, than, than just like, you know, we got to get this next Fantastic Four story out, because, you know, the deadline's coming up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know, there's different approaches to things, but I've been getting more and more into the detail stuff, like, I, I'm starting to really dig that, and I'm actually excited about drawing these crazy details, um, which is a way different way for thinking than me, than I usually have, so I think I need to have both, you know, I need to have some things that I'm kind of, you know, chewing on and, and doing you know, little one step, you know, one step at a time, or one 
you know, kind of chipping away at, you know, like even this Rick, Slick Rick piece is kind of that, um, you know, it's been multiple sittings that I've been doing, trying to get this done, and, and I'm not really rushing it, I'm just enjoying the process, and it's like, oh, that's, you know, if I, <clears throat> if I'm not very inspired or whatever, I can just go grab my reference pictures, and, uh, go to town on that and just start chipping away at that and uh, <clears throat> enjoy the process and so I'm actually enjoying this idea of like and, and I want to create stuff that people actually want to buy like when you watch a video of like Jeff Lafferty you know painting a piece like I was just I actually just watched his um sketch card video he did recent um not recently but I don't know how long it was probably many years ago um, but there was one that he did of a, a, it was a sketch card of Godzilla and he did like the whole process video from start to finish how it goes. And he like edited it and everything like to a point where it was, it was like a really professional video thing. Like it looked really cool. And he's like, this is the process of how I do this. And he had like this special mixture of how he made texture and stuff. And he's like, this is how you do it. And shows him like washing his hands in the sink and like all these different views doing all different things and like he even you know gave a tip about you know don't make sure you you clean out the container or whatever so you know, and and throw that away and and don't wash the the material down the sink like paint not the paint but what he was using um because you could actually clog up your sink so he had like even little tips like that and it was like very well concisely put together start to finish how he made this card and <clears throat> but not only that but just the point was I wanted to say is like you see a Jeff Lafferty piece and if you have money you're gonna throw down some money for that like pretty quick like and if it, it's hitting you right with a subject matter that you're really into you know and you you like buying art <laughs> it's not gonna take much for you to like buy something from him because his stuff is so you know, refined and so well done and so appealing, like, it's just, you know, the art sells itself type of thing, like, <laughs> and, you know, I hear about, um, Jay Ferguson being on Instagram, and he's, like, showing his processes of what he's doing, and he just gets, like, tons of people, like, oh, when is, is this available for purchase, and, like, he's not even doing anything on there that, a lot of this stuff isn't even available for purchase, um, because, you know, he, I mean, he makes a living doing this, you know, he has even, a, like, a studio outside of his house, and, you know, he, like, a shop or whatever, and, like, so he actually, he's just kind of putting the stuff online to show people, but he doesn't, I think he wants to start getting some business online, but, he, I think he's trying to make that transition, maybe, I don't know, but he's already got a good thing going, you know, so he, he's kind of too busy doing the work he has to do, but people want to buy it, like, it's just like, and he's getting, constantly getting crazy messages, um, on Instagram about it, and it's like, I'm on Instagram, I'm showing my process pieces, nobody wants to buy my stuff, <laughs> I don't get hardly any requests, <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, they want me to, like, illustrate something for their album cover or something, and that's not really the kind of work I'm necessarily looking for. I'm kind of more interested in uh, commissions and stuff like that. Um, 
and save that kind of work for my own projects, basically. But, uh, so, you know, I'm not getting, and why is that? It's because I don't have the level of finish, you know, people are like, wow, it's amazing, blah, 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 but nobody's like, wow, it's amazing, can you take some money out of my pocket? (laughs) You know, like they are for some people. So, and but I mean, you know, I'm not jealous or anything like that. Like, I, I look to him as an inspiration, and he's been doing this for, like, I think he said, like, 30 or so, 35 years or something like that. He's been doing this professionally, so he already knows the, he, he's like, when you've been doing it that long, you know what to do, you know, to, that gets the appeal, or that just, I mean, he's, his, his skill is way more refined than my skill is. I mean, I think it's obvious that he's pretty darn amazing at art. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, people will say my stuff's amazing, but they, they don't want to buy it necessarily. <clears throat> because, and if I'm honest with myself, I don't mind being honest with myself. Like, I feel like it's like I have that weird artist ego thing where I feel like I'm awesome, you know? But what I'm feeling more is my potential. You know, I know I know I can do this stuff, like, and I enjoy it, and I just feel like I have some cool things I can make. And but, um, you know, at the same time, I'm very realistic, and I know that even though I kind of feel like I'm awesome and I can do all this stuff, I realize my art isn't up to what I feel. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely not better than a lot of my maybe most of my peers, you know, um, and it's okay, like, I don't mind that, I just, but I am trying to pursue getting better and mastering all, that's, that's my goals right now, is to master my craft, and, you know, to make a living, that's, like, my two main goals, you know, doing this stuff, so, so, yeah, like, I cut out all those things, you know, to do, like, some fan art, you know, so I'm going to start doing that, and I really wanted to kind of, that those will be like my kind of quick pump stuff out, but also learn how to refine my, my skill to a point where it's like it is something people want to buy. I think another thing is to have um, a distinct style, I think. I mean, does that help or no? Like, because I, I saw some people who have some, like I was going through like sketch card artists on Instagram. Um, and I saw a lot of stuff and like, you know, when you like search a a hashtag or something like sketch card, um, you know, you're going to see a huge field of images, you know, basically. Um, and so within those images, there's definitely like a lot of stuff that is really good. Some stuff that is not so good. And then there's stuff that stands out, you know, because, like, um, you know, a lot of people just kind of try to draw the character or something, or they might, there's a lot of people who draw, like, a more realistic version of the character, or there's a lot of people who just draw, like, a comic book version of the character, um, but very few actually stand out, and those that do are, like, more stylized, and, I don't know, they stand out to me, 
you know, or they're just hyper-realistic or, like, beautifully well done. Like, something like Jeff Lafferty's stuff would stand out, um, you know, or just something really hyper-realistic or, you know, then something super-stylized will stand out. So, you know, but I looked at some of the people who are, like, you know, I, I look at their stats a little bit, too. Like, how many views do they get? And I'm getting more views than a lot of these people. Um, maybe because I've been on Instagram and hitting it harder than other people. But then there are definitely people who get way more views than me. But do those views translate into... And plus, people don't realize that... A lot of people don't know that hashtag... How the importance of hashtags and stuff... Because that gets you a lot of views as well. Um, if you do it, you know, do a lot of those and you do the right words and stuff. So there's that. But do views translate into purchases is the question. And, uh, that's that's the part I'm still trying to figure out. And But you know what? I just got to keep remembering that people are making a living with their art. And there's no reason why I can't do it as well. So, you know, I mean, except for that, maybe they're better than me, but there's people who are not better than me who are making a living at their art. So that's, I should be able to do it. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to keep pushing along, but, you know, I'm going to try to do these fan art things and, um, you know, a lot of them for now will probably be paintings, you know, obviously, because that's what I'm trying to do, is paintings. I almost kind of wish I could just do them with, like, markers, but maybe I will do some with markers, but, you know, I got to get my painting done each day first. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a mishmash of what's going on, what's going on in my head lately, um, it's funny, because that really is a good summary of what last week was all about, you know, thinking-wise, and, you know, just what happened, (laughs) so you really get pretty much a good, good view of, I mean, if anybody cares, but, (laughs) you get, you know, you get a good view of where I'm at, like, with these podcasts sometimes, um, so anyways, um, so yeah, thanks for listening, um, you guys are awesome, thanks for sticking with me through all my wishy-washiness, and, uh, you know, I hope you guys are making progress with your art, um, and enjoying the process is important, and I, I hope you're making career moves with your art too, if that's your goal, um, so yeah, that's about it, guys. Thanks for watching or listening. <laughs> and um, I'll talk to you on the next Escape Artist podcast. Later.